Welcome everyone to Burgess Power Hour and tonight and today we're recording this and tonight is all about if I can't I must. I love that saying and it's going to be jam-packed all kinds of fun things we're going to do tonight and those of you who have listened to me before uh, remember you can mute yourself your mute is star six or you can mute if you're on a cell phone, right? Uh, but you can hit star six and that'll mute you. If I get a lot of background noise, I'll go ahead and mute everybody. But you can still talk and share things because this is experiential. It's just not about me talking, okay? Uh, then you can hit star six again and that will unmute you. So if I, if you have background noise, like I hear some things going on in the background, please mute yourself, star six. And if uh, I still hear it a little bit later, I'm going to just mute, mute us all. But anytime you mute yourself, you can always come back in when you hit star six. And we're going to be jam-packed tonight. So the good news, or maybe not, well, maybe, maybe, I don't know if it's good news or not, but normally those of you who have been on my power hours for the last, gosh, I've been doing this four years now. Hmm. Um, every month. So if you've been listening in and you've been doing these with me or if you've been to any of our play shops and workshops with Essence of Being, you know I love experiential stuff, right? So a lot of times what we do during these power hours is I have you write down things and we kind of go through different processes. Tonight, what I'd like for us to do is a little different than what I normally do. One is I am going to ask for anybody that wants to work through something specific very quickly. I'm going to work with them, and normally um, that means that probably you'll be able to relate with what they're going through as well, but it's usually we all learn together. Uh, it'll be a very quick kind of process. But the other thing I'm going to do that's a little different tonight than normal is I do want to do a little meditation. So uh, it is being recorded, so if you're driving or if you're in a room full of whatever, uh, just just know that it's recorded. If you did register um, on essenceofbeing.com and you registered on that link, you will get a recording. If you did not, uh, you can always email me, Burge, B-U-R-G-E, at essenceofbeing.com, and I will be happy to send you a recording. So with all of that, I hope everybody's doing okay. I trust all as well, and we're going to jump right in. And again, feel free to ask questions. Uh, feel free to share when... Um, I ask something about your life, <laughs> if you want to, it's up to you, and uh, we all can learn together. And like I said, tonight we're going to do a little meditation, so uh, it won't be necessarily having to write anything down, but many people like to write notes, so here we go. So if you have a pen and paper, that's great. That way you can take some notes and write some things down anyway. So uh, if you if you find yourself saying, I can't, very often, I really encourage and challenge all of us to say, if I can't, I must. So anytime you find yourself saying to yourself, you hear yourself saying, I can't do it, I just can't do it, shift that and reframe that into, I must do it. Because what it will do are two things. What it will do is it will make you a lot more aware of how many times you say, I can't. Because once you say, I can't, then you've trained yourself to say, I must. So instead of saying, I can't, you shift it immediately to, I must. So it's just a reframe, and it makes you more aware. 
So if there are things that you just feel like you really can't do when you shift it to I must, then just the simple act of shifting it to say saying I must is going to keep you from saying I can't. Because you're going to catch yourself. You're going to say, oh, darn, I guess I'm going to have to do it now because I said I can't. So I must do it. So it triggers you into movement. It triggers you forward. So that's one thing it'll do. It'll help you become more aware of how many times you say, I can't do it, or I just can't get it, or I don't get it, or I can't have it. So that's one piece that will happen. The other thing it does is it reframes you into stopping your limiting beliefs or your bubble talk. Those of you who know me and have done Essence of Being and all of the workshops that we do, bubble talk is that subconscious thought that keeps you from getting what you want. It's that little bubble above your head that you see in a cartoon character. And that is, those are your subconscious or unconscious beliefs that run, that runs the bus. Okay, that's a little bubble above your head. So it, what it will do, if you say, I must, it reframes you into stopping that limiting belief that you can't do something. So the awareness that you're saying it is one thing, and then pushing you forward is the next step. Is just saying, you know what, I am afraid. Usually when people say, I can't do something, it's because they're afraid. Either they don't know that they can do it, or they're afraid that they can't, or even they're afraid that they can, but they're afraid of their own power. So they say, I can't, to keep them from playing big. Because if they play big, some of the fear usually is, God, if I play big, I might fall big. If I make a mistake, or if I fall, or if something happens, then I'll be exposed. So I'll just play small and say I can't. That way, I'm not, unfortunately, what it does also, not just risk, it keeps you from not risking anything. It also keeps you from, perhaps, really living full-on 100%. Hopefully this makes sense. So when you say, if I can't, I must, the whole concept of that is saying, you know what? Play out, 100%, no hesitancy, no drawing back, no ineffectiveness. And could you mute yourself in the background, or I'm going to go ahead and mute everybody, I think, so I'll just do that. And so you can unmute yourself anytime, and you can hit star six, okay, and then I can talk to you. So just think about when you jump into a pool. And I I use this analogy a lot in all the play shops and workshops I do. When you jump into a pool, you're committed, right? You're doing it. There's no, I can't. That one little step right before you say, I can't, you push yourself out, and there's just no way you're turning back. So it's hard to enjoy life if you're walking around the pool, right, with your little toe in all the time, saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Putting your little toe in the water just really doesn't help you enjoy that swimming pool, does it? So what you do, you could hold your nose and you jump. Now, it's scary sometimes. I understand that. And it may be unknown. You don't know what you're jumping into. But, man, when you go for it and you jump in the water, you can really enjoy it a lot more. And even though you might be afraid to do it, you do it anyway because... 
if you let fear stop you from being who you are, then you might as well not play. So you can always get out of the pool, by the way. But while you're in it, be in it 100%, full on. And that's called commitment. And I'm going to give you a new definition for some of you, perhaps a new definition of commitment or remind you of those of you who have done a lot of my play shops that we do together. Commitment is a desire so intense that you're willing to do whatever it takes for the outcome. As long as it doesn't hurt you or anyone else. So I'll say it again. Commitment is a desire so intense. You are willing to do anything for the outcome. As long as it doesn't hurt you or anyone else. There's no chance for any hesitancy or being ineffective. or There's no back door. Because guess what? You can always get out of the pool if you don't like it. But while you're in it, be in it. My favorite story of this is Chuck Yeager. He broke the sound barrier. He was the Air Force pilot that broke the sound barrier in the late 50s, early 60s. And he was not the first pilot that went up. There were two other pilots that tried before him. The first pilot went up, and he was going faster and faster, and he was trying to break the sound barrier. And he goes faster, and the airplane starts shaking and vibrating, and the guy said, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And he pulled back, and he blew up. The whole plane blew up. He died. So the second guy said, okay, they went back and they rebuilt the plane. They said, I'm going to do it. So he gets in and he goes faster and faster. He's going for it. And then all of a sudden the plane starts shaking and it starts vibrating. And all of a sudden he goes, oh, my God, I'm going to blow up. And he pulls back and it blows up again. The second guy has died. And the plane, of course, is gone. So then, third guy up, Chuck Yeager, he says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to break the sound barrier. Now, can you imagine what's going on in his mind to have the courage to just do that? So he gets in, and he does the same thing. He goes, he pushes forward, and he's going really fast. He's trying to break the sound barrier, and all of a sudden, the plane starts vibrating and shaking. Same thing. And all of a sudden, he says to himself, screw it. And he pushes forward, and he pushes the throttle And then all of a sudden, there was silence. He thought, oh, my God, I'm dead. Until he heard over the speaker, Chuck, Chuck, come in, Chuck, Chuck, you did it, you did it, you broke the sound barrier, come in. And he did it because he didn't pull back. He pushed forward. So the thing I want to say about that is give yourself permission to play. Give yourself permission to step up. Give yourself permission to jump, to take that leap of faith. By saying, if I can't, I must, you're saying to yourself, I choose to jump. I choose to take that by faith. I'm not going to let fear stop me. So remember, for all of you who have ever, like I said, done Essence of Being or any of our classes, or if you know the Course in Miracles, it talks about fear. And it says that fear is false evidence appearing real. That we've gathered all this evidence throughout our life that fear is real. 
Sure smells real. Sure feels real. Looks real. But if we could find new evidence that it's not real, that there's another way of being, that's why we call what we do essence of being and the essence of everything, right? Essence of abundance, essence of communication, essence of relationships, essence of leadership, essence of being. So it's a new way of looking at the world. So again, I encourage, I encourage all of us, instead of looking and finding evidence for all the flaws and looking for all the things that aren't working in our life, let's look for things that are working. Let's focus on those. There's got to be one thing, right? So if you use these words, if I can't, I must, that's a great mantra to help you to step through your fear, to go through that fear and beyond. So here's the thing about that. If you focus on what is working and you focus on what is beyond what you're afraid of, it can help. Basically, you trick yourself, right? You trick yourself into thinking, I can do this. And if I can't, then I must do it. I must do it. I have to jump into the pool. Because if you're not jumping into the pool, it's really hard to swim. Swim in that pool with your toe in the water, with just your toe. So a lot of us, one of the things I'll always say about if I can't, I must, is you have to give yourself permission to step through it and go beyond the fear. Just focus on what's the outcome. Focus on your outcome. The funny thing about all this is once you focus on the outcome and you say, hey, that's where I'm going, that's what I choose to have, that's what I want, that's what I'm really focusing on, then you have to also, at the same time, while you're focusing on the outcome, you also can let go of being attached to the outcome. (laughs) So (laughs) sounds really weird, right? It's like this oxymoron. It doesn't make sense to our thinking brain. You're telling me to focus on the outcome but not be attached to it. Great, Burge. Great. So once you set an intention for something that you want in your life – And then let's say it's a new job or a new business or something that you really want, a new relationship, or, hey, you want to come to the workshops, whatever it is. And you set your intention, and then you say these words, if I can't, I must. And you set the intention, and things just, something comes up that really could block you. You think, oh, I just can't do it. This is a big block. I don't know what to do. It's not happening as fast as I want. I don't have the money I want. I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm not getting the calls. I'm not getting the experience. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's the same thing as saying I can't. So instead of focusing, once you've set your intention, instead of focusing on all the can'ts and the nots, and it's too this or it's too that, too much of that, too little of this, And my favorite is, I don't know, I don't know what to do, or I don't know what's going to happen. Instead of focusing on all of that, you focus, again, on the outcome. You say, you know what? All those fears and all that stuff that I'm making up in my head, it's not real. It's just my fear. That's just limiting blocks coming up for me, and I have a choice. I can move through it, or I can step back. I can play at 50% 
or I can play 100%. And do I really, really, really want what I want? See, if you make a conscious choice of what you want to have, and we're going to play a little uh, exercise here about this, if you really make that conscious choice of what you want to have, if you're not sure whether you really want it, take a few minutes just to imagine what it is that you want. So let's play a little game, and I'll help you with this. So just imagine something right now, this moment, Imagine that you really want something, something that you really want. Just picture it in your mind. And, okay, so if you can't picture it or feel what it's like, then it may not be what you really want. Okay, so sometimes if you're not able to discern what it is you want, start with what you don't want. Start there because you know what that is and pivot to the opposite of that. In other words, if, you, if you're not sure what you really, really want or what you want to choose, you can start with something like, I'll give you an example. You know you don't want to be sick, right? I don't want to be sick. So what's the opposite of that? I choose to be well. There you go. You pivot to what you do want. So sometimes it's good to start with what you don't want. So go ahead and just imagine something right now. What is it that you choose to have or be or do? Imagine it in your mind. And now that you feel it, okay, or you're imagining it, ask yourself, what do I want to really focus on? Do I want to focus on having that or being that or not having that? Or not being that? Do I want to feel this? Or do I not want to feel this? You have a choice. Every time you say, I can't, it negates that feeling place. And we start feeling unworthy. Or feeling we don't deserve it. Or feeling, you know what, it's just not worth our time. Or it's too hard. Or I'm going to get disappointed again. And see, these feelings, these fears that come up, it undermines our intention. So once you set your intention, you make a conscious choice. You say, this is it. This is what I choose to have. This is my outcome. Now, let me give you an example. I do in our mastery classes, advanced, advanced levels, we do firewalks, right? So... When you're walking across the fire, your intention is not to walk on fire. Your intention is to get into the water or get beyond the fire, what's beyond it. That's what you focus on. You go beyond what the stumbling blocks might be. You go beyond what the blocks might be. That's what the thing, the thing that helps you get there is saying, if I can't, I must. Basically, you're giving yourself permission and you're choosing to move yourself forward. Now, what I said there is a little bit of an oxymoron. It's sort of saying, I want to get into the water or beyond it, but I'm not attached. I'm not attached if I reach it or not. I'm going to enjoy the journey. 
Because what happens when you get attached, right? Sometimes you get disappointed. You want it to be a certain way, a certain outcome, a certain time, a certain person, a certain job, a certain amount of money. And if you keep those filters on, okay, it can limit you. So I always say set your intention and say this or something better because that opens up a whole nother way perhaps of it coming to you, of something you haven't even thought about or how it can come to you or when it can come to you. So you let go of those filters. So it's a really fun little game. You can play with your mind because your mind plays a lot of tricks on you. Your thinking mind or your prefrontal cortex, that part of your brain, it really is a thinking brain and it plays tricks on you. You want to be able to access your mammalian brain. So the step of achieving a goal or being able to commit to it, being 100% full on, not being hesitant, not drawing back, not being ineffective, all the things that can block you, that's the commitment part. You've got to be sure. No maybe. Maybe it'll feel good. Maybe I can have it. Maybe it'll work. There has to be no ambivalence. So this step requires us to focus our intention and to experience the conviction that we can have it and even that we already do have it. You're thinking of and projecting the outcome. Not being attached to when it comes or how it comes because you're enjoying the journey as you go through it. So let me ask you a question. Have, have you ever gotten something that you desperately wanted only to find out that you didn't want it after all or that you didn't know what to do with it when you got it? So this is, you know, could be, not always, but this could be a lack of commitment, thinking that's not really what I wanted anyway. I'm not really committed to having it. So once you have your intention, once you focus your intention and let go of the outcome of the intention, the thing that really does work is if you have to affirm this is what you want no matter what. You have to be willing to do whatever it takes. So ask yourself, am I, am I really willing to do whatever it takes to get what I want and I deserve? And I always like the word choose not want see because the sound of your voice it creates a wave and a form and a power of your intention and a clarity of your visualization if you do that if you actually verbalize it write it down and verbalize what it is that you want it creates a waveform and it creates clarity in your mind and it gives that waveform strength and it gives that waveform endurance. So I want to open it up a little bit for anybody that wants to ask a question or if you have any kind of charge or energy around, you know what, if I can't, I must, I don't, I don't get it, or, I, or what about this or what about that. Or, or if you think you're trying to get something and your fear stopping you, give me an example and I'll help you work through it. So if anybody has anything they want to say about that and give an example, I can help you work through it. You can uh, mute uh, star six, so that will unmute you. 
And if you don't have anything, I'll just keep going. If anybody wants to work through anything that's stopping you. Hello? Hello. Hi, it's Mindy from New York. How are you? Hi, Mindy from New York. Uh, I kind of missed the beginning of this because I thought it started 7.30. Okay. However, I do have a question which was really based on your last last uh, weeks. Uh-huh. And that is, I have these ideas and they're good things and it's through an organization and I want to promote them. Uh, when I bring it to the powers that be, they they already make they make their decisions and then even in my presentation i'm already knocked down and i get it i get the politics and everyone's got their say and they make these decisions but i was i brought the idea up i was asked to bring a sample of the idea which basically is water in a box and this is through cornell cooperative exchange so they're doing their Family Fun Fair on October 5th, and I was like, okay, save on the plastics, bring a box of water. Sort of looks like a small milk carton. So I went there, and the guy who is the head of the office powers that be, basically, in the middle of what I was saying, cut me off with, oh, yes, and we're doing this and we're doing that and we have to educate the people and the plastics are bad and we want to take pictures. And I I waited and then I said, okay, how can I use this? I said, okay, uh, that's great. Yes, we do. We wanted to get these, you know, people to be aware of this and you're absolutely right. Now about this box, and each time I started, I got um, interrupted. So... I allowed it. I actually came on with, it's just a conversation from the Women's Prosperity Network to say, okay, well, here's my, you know, here's my spiel, you know, here's the boxes. Let let me give everybody, you could taste it. It's water. It's great. Look at this. It's all, So you're getting you know, interrupted a lot. And I got interrupted and I basically was told, oh, well, we have one, they're plastic bottles. They're going to get it from this company. They're going to set up recycling. And that was that. Okay, so, so that I was dismissed. Right. I was dismissed. Right, and so and, and I don't I, know how not to, at least to be able to say, well, okay, I get it, I understand, but not feel like I'm dismissed, or because I was, I okay. was dismissed. It so wasn't Mindy, just like, oh, poor me. I get it, honey. I get it. So listen, is there a pattern of in your life where you have been dismissed and you say to yourself, I'm going to really go for it this time, and then something stops you, and it's usually mm-hmm. other people or something happens where you feel like you're getting stopped or, or dismissed and you have to either try something else or do something else or move on or not be heard? Yes, there's been times where that's happened, of course. Okay, okay. So, what this is telling, this whole talk tonight, or this, this, what we're going to be going through, and what we are going through is, if I can't, I must. So, if you feel, okay, that fear is stopping you, or that there's somebody else stopping I you, I wasn't from- afraid. But Pardon. I have to bite my tongue or I get angry and it mm-hmm. spills out and then the door is closed and that's that. That has happened too. Right, right. So I had so, to go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And we went on to the next thing. 
Okay. So my suggestion would be that this is not necessarily about if I can't, I must, except for if you're allowing other people, okay, to move you off your center and move you off your why, your purpose, that what you're allowing other people to do is move you off of that and you may be subconsciously needing or wanting the validation from somebody else or something else that you've wanted for a long time perhaps and you're looking well, for I that think validation. everybody wants acknowledgement for their efforts of course they do I think everybody that's a general wants to be general statement heard, they were, yeah of course so, they do so However, the woman who's involved with this she sends me emails which okay, the right I want to go hand back is to the story. Yeah. Okay. okay, Mindy, well, I want to interrupt you. Well, she basically said, thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your enthusiasm. That's telling me, go away, that's, that's shut what up, she says? go that's, along. She right. said, thank you for my enthusiasm. Right. However, we're not doing what you want. I got you. That's what she said. I got you. And so my question will be, with anybody that does this, and this seems to be a pattern for some people, what do you, how do you respond to that? Do you just... Freeze? Do you find? I tell her how run? wonderful she is. That's how I responded. I was like, "Oh, you're so wonderful. You know, you've taken all this on. You're handling so much. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate you." That's right. what I told her. On email. And, uh, and inside, you're really upset. No, I just I, I understand the different views. I okay. just don't like to be flicked off. So, what do you want? I would like at least to be able to stand up and say, okay, I get it, but at least hear me out of what I have to say. Okay, you want to be heard. Yeah, I'd like to be heard because I feel I have value to put input. Perfect. So what I'm saying, Mindy, and you can take this or not and understand this or not, but what what I'm telling you right now, this is a core okay, for you and a lot of other people about validation and being uh, acknowledged. And, yes, of course, everyone wants to be acknowledged and they want to know that they make a difference and they're important and they matter because the truth is you do. But when it could be stemming from a long time ago, lots of different, as as you may or may not know, these types of belief systems and things come from when we're young. And so we mm-hmm. play it out over and over and over again in our life until our beliefs are shifted. Yes, you have told me that. That is true. So I can remember belief, from where I remember yeah. a situation, second grade, where it came from. Okay. Wow. Well, there you go. So my point is, it all can be. Sh- the good news is this: you have the ability to shift it. You have the ability okay. to shift your own belief systems and your own bubble talk around this validation or wanting to be heard because every time you step out there and you say, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go for it, I'm going out there, and then you get you know, dismissed or not heard or not validated or not acknowledged, all that does is put another notch in your, it deflates you into, do I pick myself back up? How am I going to go through this again? You know, like how many times do I have to go through this before I can break through? So my suggestion for you is definitely, if I can't, I must, is not allow other people to knock you off your integrity, off your center. And if your purpose and your why is solid, if you have a purpose and it gets you out of bed every morning, 
okay, and you can really identify what that is, that's going to keep you motivated and moving. So there's a, so much more I could I, you know I could do a whole right. I could do a whole day with right. you about this. Maybe, I know I didn't you. actually hear what your the beginning of it was because just as I came in you opened up the board. What okay. was it? Can you okay. a very brief so, scenario. Well, that's perfect. That's perfect. So excellent. You'll go back and listen to the recording because everybody that okay. registered gets the recording. Okay. I okay. really appreciate yeah. you being open and honest and vulnerable, Mindy. It's awesome, and continue to do that because that is your strength. So a lot of Got people, it. is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you. There are a lot of people will ask me, you know, how do I know what the difference is between intuition and fear if, if, I, if I'm willing to do something or not? In other words, how do I know if I'm afraid to do something out of fear or is it my intuition telling me not to do it? Right. So what's worked for me is I know that a lot of us – Tap into our intuition, and this is how I. This is what is really important for me. Your intuition is never wrong. Your intuition is your spirit self, or your knowing, your higher power, your higher self, the one that knows things. If it's telling you not to do something, I always feel that in my belly. I feel it like a little tingling in my gut. So if I'm going to say I'm going to do something. And if I feel a little tingling in my gut, I know that that's something that is correct. Or if I say I'm afraid to do it, or I guess the best way to say it is, is is this in the highest good for all concerned? Hmm. So for me to go after this or do this or create this, or if this is what I want, is this the highest and best interest for me? So if you feel a little tingling in your tummy, then that's your answer. That's your intuition. Now, if you ask the same thing and say, if I go for this and you feel it in your head, in other words, you start thinking of all the reasons why not, but you don't feel it in your body, you just think about it, about all the reasons why you should or shouldn't. You start going through the grocery list. Well, you go through the list of, well, better not do this, better do that. I can't buy that Mercedes because of the insurance it'll cost. You start thinking about it. Now, what that is is fear. So that's how I identify fear and intuition. Fear is in the head and talks you through it. And if you feel it in your gut, that's your intuition. So this is for everybody. The thinking brain really can think you through a lot of fear, and it tries to analyze things. But the gut or your mammalian brain, your emotional brain, that's part of you that's in your gut. That's why they call it gut instincts. It's because it really is an instinctual mammalian part of your brain that it's something you feel. It's your feeling brain, and it tingles. So I always ask, is it in my highest and best interest, or is it in the highest and best good for all? Those are great questions to ask before any of you make a decision or go into a new something or think this is what you might want to do or have or be. Ask yourself that question. Is this in the highest and best for me and for all? So what do you do when you, you know, maybe fear paralyzes you? When you get frozen, some of you freeze. What is something I can do to get out of that, people ask me, to move forward, to be able to move forward even when I'm frozen? So what I say is you just thaw yourself out. <laughs> you have three responses when this happens, right? When you have fear, when you're facing fear, and that's why this whole talk and tonight is all about if I can't, I must. 
You have three responses you can do. You either fight, flight, or freeze. You either have fear or you're either going to fight or you're going to run or you're going to freeze. So you're just sitting there frozen sometimes. I know that many of you sit frozen and you just don't go after what you really want when you really do identify it. So, you know, you think about a bird of prey, let's say, and you're a squirrel. And if you're frozen with fear, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get eaten, right? So you're a great target when you freeze. (laughs) So if you find yourself being frozen with fear or just not sure or not wanting to move, the next step could be maybe fight or, or, or run. You either run or you fight because at least you're in motion. And then, of course, the fight or flight theory is that's all in your reptilian brain. I mean, really, all of those responses is your reptilian brain. It's that automo- it's autonomic nervous system is what they call it. It's that nervous system that says, hey, there's somebody chasing me and I've got to fight, I've got to run, or I've got to freeze. So if you're in your reptilian brain, what I'm giving you right now is a tool. That's why when we say, if I can't, I must, you're basically saying, okay, I'm frozen with fear. I don't know which way to go. So I'm going to choose out of being frozen. I'm going to either run or I'm going to fight. Now, knowing, and you're still in your reptilian brain when you do that, right? So you're still there, but what what we want to do is move from the reptilian brain to the mammalian brain, which is your feeling brain or your gut instinct. It's the feeling brain that actually helps you discharge your fear. So instead of being frozen, you can actually discharge your fear. And what I mean by that is when we do these processes and the workshops and all the things that I do, it's sort of discharging. It discharges things. If you just sit there in your life, what happens in your body? It absorbs it. It absorbs all of that fear and all of the stuff that you're just It accumulates. So that's why it's good to do any kind of physical release, a voice release, an emotional release, some type of discharge that will allow you to let go. Think about it when you're a kid. What what does a kid do when they're afraid or when they're upset or when they're angry or when they're sad? They discharge it. Or animals. You know, we do that until we've been told so many times, be quiet, or it's not okay to do that. Children are seen and not heard. Don't cause a ruckus. Be nice. Shut up. Be quiet. Sit still. We're told that a lot. Many of us have been in school or wherever. Therefore, we learn, oh, okay, we can't discharge our fear. We can't discharge our feelings. And so the mammalian brain kind of shuts down a little bit. So in order for us to move from that reptilian to the mammalian part of our brain, we have to be able to discharge so that our prefrontal cortex, our thinking brain, can take over. So once we've discharged our fear, once we've allowed ourselves to say, okay, screw it, I'm going for it anyway, like Chuck Yeager did in my example. I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to run. Okay, maybe I'm not going to run anymore because that doesn't really work. Okay, I'm going to fight. No, that didn't really work either. I'm going to fight, but that didn't really work either because it just makes me angry. So what you're doing is you're walking up your brain, right, from the reptilian to the mammalian brain because we want you to start feeling. You want to feel. 
you know? You don't want to be numb. And in order to allow yourself to let go and, and really feel, you have to be able to discharge, to discharge that fear. So we find it in nature. Nature does this all the time. You know, like when a bird hits a window, it gets frozen for a minute. It's all jumbled up, and it doesn't know what to do. So what does it do? It flaps around, and it flips around, and flaps its wings, and it shakes it off. It's a discharge. It physically discharges it. Then they can have their thinking brain go, okay, get up and fly. Go. And that's what we can do. And what this is, is called learned helplessness. Basically, we learn to be helpless. It's like a a third-dimensional experience, right? It goes back to that learned helplessness that we learn that we're helpless because we're really not, but we learn it through all of our filters and all the people and outside influences telling us telling us so that we're helpless and that we'd better shut up and sit down and be quiet and don't move and act nice. So with this learned helplessness, it's fascinating to me how we learn that. So the truth for me is we can unlearn it. We can get out of that learned helplessness by releasing or discharging, even by shaking it out or flailing about or voicing it. It teaches us to be resilient or to bounce back. And we can bounce back and say, it's worth it to me. I'm worth it. I choose to have what I want. I'm worth it. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again and again. I'm going to do whatever it takes to break free. That's the determination. That's the power to access that power, to be able to create what we want. It's really simple. But it has very deep implications. So I'm just saying, this might be a really cool mantra for people. If you find yourself afraid to step forward or commit or to play 100% full on, just step through the fear. Don't try to go around it. Just step through it. What's on the other side is you just focus on that outcome while not being attached to it, right? And in order to do that, you have to have a little bit of faith or a little bit of trust to be able to say, I'm going to let go. I'm just going to let go. It's that, it's that whole part about the trapeze bar, about letting go. Letting go of your trapeze bar long enough to grab the other one. So if you don't like where you're at in your life right now, and you're holding on to your trapeze bar, you can't grab what's next if you're still holding on, right? But a lot of times we just want to hold on to that same trapeze bar because it's it may not be what we want, but it's familiar. So, And just for an instant, if you let go, you're flying in the air without any support. You're flying. And there's that fear that comes up for people that I'm, I'm going to fall. I won't be able to catch the other trapeze bars, so I'm just going to hold on to my own because it's safe. It's not what I want, but it's safe. So there has to be somewhere inside of us that says, you know what, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have faith that I'm going to fly as long as I need, and that trapeze bar, that other one that's coming for me, I'll catch it. But see, a lot of people maybe have been disappointed in their life 
where they said, okay, I'm going to go for something. I really want it. Whether it's a person or a relationship or a job or a business or some goal that they've had, I'm really going to go for it. I really want to be loved. I want this perfect relationship. They've trusted and had a little faith and they let go and allowed themselves to fly. And in the past, they've had evidence that they could fall because they have fallen and they've gotten hurt. So what do you do? Do you keep trying? Or do you just stay there on the frozen rocks down below? So I'll go back to the same analogy that I've always used in our workshops about a baby learning how to walk. If you stopped, when you learned how to walk and just sat your butt down and didn't try again, you'd never walk. It's an instinctual drive that human beings have. It's to tap into that drive of if I can't, I must. I'm extraordinary. I choose this. I'm a master at this. I do choose this. I am that. I'm not going to give up on myself. I am important. I do make a difference, and guess what? I can walk. So it's a drive that keeps us going and going. And again, so many of us start believing that untruth, the unreal parts about us, that we can't do it, or it's too hard, or it's too whatever. So set your intention, focus on what you want, Focus on the outcome and not be attached to it coming a certain way or a certain time or a certain way that it looks and trust and have a little bit of faith that you deserve it and it's coming. So you have to release, okay, all that has been unknown, whatever you want to call it. You have to release all that stuff. Let the universe take over and deliver what you've ordered. You can't keep looking in the in the garage and saying, but my car's not here yet. My relationship's not here yet. My life's not here yet the way I want it exactly. I, w- I want to level up, but it's not here. Because all that does is it makes you feel disappointed. You might as well sit back down and not get back up. But see, we all came here for a reason. That's my belief. We all have a purpose for being here. And I encourage all of us to find that purpose I think many of us have found bits and pieces of it. And I encourage all of us to say, what is my purpose for being here? If I don't know, then I'm going to find out. Again, in everything that we do with Essence of Being, everything that I teach is, if you don't have a big enough why, then nothing else will matter. You have to have a good why. Why am I doing this? Why am I here? Why do I want this? So I want to go ahead and do that meditation, like I said I wanted to do. And this meditation is a really great one for if I can't, I must, and really getting you to the place of feeling successful. It's a real quick meditation. And if you're driving, don't close your eyes. And if you're in a crowded room, you'll again, you'll be able to hear this meditation. It's on the recording. And when we're finished with the meditation, I have a few more things I want to uh, add, okay? So everybody just uncross your legs, take a deep breath, close your eyes, put your hands on your legs and your feet on the floor, and put your hands on your knees, and just take another deep breath. And what I'd like for you to do is to take take a picture in your mind. 
think of a time that you felt the most successful. So who was there? Were you alone? How did that feel? What did you accomplish? Picture that moment in your mind. Feel the triumph of being successful. Whatever it was, whatever it is, you are wonderful. I want you to feel this with every breath you breathe in. You can have it all. Feel that you are the best at what you can do. It's, it's okay to be successful. Everyone wants you to win. You can have it all. Now clench your fist and say to yourself, I have chosen success. I consciously choose to win. I deserve to win. Feel the passion that you make it happen. You are worthy of feeling this. Now run. Run. See yourself running. Run to the top of a mountain. Run to the top of that mountain and stand at the top of the mountain and say, I can have it all. I choose to make it. Let the world hear you. I am successful. I am worthy. I'm deserving of everything I choose. Abundance surrounds me. All I need to do is ask. And stand at the top of the mountain, clenching your fists in the air and saying, I am. And feel yourself full of energy and totally connected and powerful, full of self-esteem. The warrior within you is free to choose. You are perfection. You are powerful. The universe says, yes, you are enough. Everything is yours. Abundance is flowing and you attract like beings just like you to you. Powerful, responsible, connected. The great spirit connected to your source. Connected to God, universe, whatever you want to call it. You are the light. You are energy in motion. And say, I am free to choose. I am a light being, totally responsible, and I achieve anything I desire because I am whole. I have awakened my inner being, and I feel the universe beating. I am a spiritual warrior. I am empowered. I am success. This feeling is with me forever. It's a part of me. Then see all that around you and through you, above you and below you. And slowly come back into the room. Come back into your space and rub your hands on your legs and your feet on the floor. And open your eyes and take a deep breath.
If I can't, I must. Now, you can have this feeling any time. I trust this gives you enough of a sense of how powerful you really are and that you have choices all the time. And if you ever feel stuck, just say, if I can't, I must, and make that extra step. Don't worry about falling down. That's part of the process. You have a choice to feel however you want. So what I'm asking you to do is to access that part of you that no matter what, access that part of you that knows you're safe, knows that you're powerful, knows you're happy. You know how to feel that way. You do have access to that. It's yours, and nobody can take that away from you. Nobody, nothing. Nothing can take that away from you unless you let them. You have the power to feel however you want. You choose, minute by minute. And say, I choose to break free. I'm focusing on the breakthrough. I don't care how it comes. I don't care when it comes. I'm not going to be attached to when it comes or how it comes because all that will do is it could set you up for another disappointment. So if you're feeling stuck, you always have a choice. You have a choice to either keep focusing on what you're stuck about or focus on what it is that you want the outcome to be and then not be attached to it and just let go. You set the intention, you focus on what you want, and then you trust that it's going to happen. Go about your day, go about your life, And I know sometimes it's easier said than done, right? But it is a learned response. Just like feeling helpless. You can learn how to feel empowered more and more and more. So the best way to do that is to access those moments in your life where you felt empowered. Just like you did tonight. And if you didn't get a chance to really access that, I suggest you go back and listen to the recording. So, how's everybody feel? I'm going to unmute everybody, and I'm going to tell you about next month. Let's see. Okay, everybody. Everybody's unmuted. How do you feel? Awesome. Great. Awesome. Great stuff. Powerful. I love those words. I love it. So go back and listen to that when you can really take time to access your success. And use that mantra, if I can't, I must. And the next Power Hour, by the way, will be in October October 16th, remember, it's the third Wednesday of every month. I've been doing this for four years now, every month. And what it's going to be is, what is a conscious leader? And are you a conscious leader? Okay? So that's what it's going to be on is, are you a conscious leader? 
And the reason I'm having that in October is because we are continuing our wonderful online and live experiences of our Conscious Leadership Academy. If you don't know anything about it or you're not sure, or go to essenceofbeing.com slash CLA, and that will give you all the information about what that is. It's our year-long membership. And just a heads up, everybody, the last Essence of Being, which is our flagship workshop, our flagship play shop that we do, our last one we're doing this year is coming up September 27th through the 29th. It's our last one this year. So say to yourself, you know what? If I can't, I must. I must be there. (laughs) I choose to break through. I choose to have more of what I want. I choose to know what that is. I choose to have my purpose. I choose to up-level. So it's the last weekend of uh, September, 27th through the 29th. That's our last essence of being for the year. Plug into our Conscious Leadership Academy because you can do that anytime. And just FYI, all of you Florida people, I'm coming back to Florida, so I am doing Higher Vibes, which is our other class that is a kind. I don't do it every year, but it's a class that is more of a um, energetic class. I'll be doing in Atlanta, October 11th through the 13th, and I'll be back in Fort Lauderdale, October 25th through the 27th. So I've missed you, a lot of you. I uh, miss Florida, <laughs> so I'll be coming Yay. back there <laughs> to do higher vibes. But in any case, check it out. Go to essenceofbeing.com, everybody, and you can see the rest of our one-day experiences that we have, our last uh, three-day Essence of Being experience, and then all of our other stuff that we have available to you. And you can actually do a free abundance course online. Uh, if you go there, you can check out the free abundance course. And we have a lot of freebies for you, too. So I just want to say thank you for listening and to know that you are powerful. And if I can't, I must really, really work. Just catch yourself next time and the rest of this month. If you have any doubts or any fears, just say, you know what? I'm jumping in the pool, man. I'm going to jump in the pool. I'm 100% full on because I want to play big. And I am not going to let fear stop me from being and demonstrating who I am to the world because you matter, you're important, and you make a difference. And with that, my friends, I will say good night. So let's say good night to everybody. Take care. Good night, Thank everybody. You. Good night, everybody. Good night, all. everyone. Good night. Have a good rest of your week. <laughs> See you in two weeks, I hope. <laughs> Thank you.